Well, hello, hello, or should I say, ho, ho, ho. My name's Tristan, and I'll be your head elf for the evening. Now, you've heard of Christmas in July. What about all the crazy weather going on? Well, I can see snow outside my window, so as far as I'm considered, it's time to talk about Christmas. Now, tonight's episode is something that will really spark joy in your heart, as we meet Russell, a professional Santa. While recording this episode, I never realized how much goes on in the world of Santa, and I'm hoping you get mesmerized by the Christmas spirit as much as I did. So, if you're ready, get some figgy pudding, grab your partridge in your pear tree, and get ready for another ordinary person with an extraordinary story. we're good currently though but uh, i'm kind of mildly curious like how how do you start your mornings usually i mean this is probably a double question where it's like how do you start them in season versus something where it's like a regular saturday like today <laughs> it's it's the same basically i you know i uh i, I get up uh, I, I try to wake up slow but weekdays because i still have a day job i'm up and i'm usually online and working by 6 a.m. Oh gosh. But, uh, or right around then. If I actually have to go to the office, I get there around seven. It's not far away. And you do that without coffee and without the go juice? Yes. You got it. I do that with good quality sleep. <laughs> What's that, Russell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know until I started using a CPAP machine. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, um, my dad used one. Yeah. I'm trying to get my buddy to use one. Cause he like, the way he snores scares me because it just sounds like he's constantly choking. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hear that once you get that machine, it changes your life as far as sleep goes. Oh yeah, I I, I have the first the first night I had the machine uh, seven years ago. It was amazing. I I I went from waking up three or four times a night to I think once or twice that first night. Oh wow! Okay, it was really nice. So. Especially because, like, going from like, because isn't the whole point of like sleep apnea is it's more like your body's not breathing properly and your body's yeah. desperately trying to get air. Yes, that's the problem. That's why it wakes you up. Well, um, all right. So we're talking about sleep apnea. No, this this is what the podcast is for. Is we're talking about all the <laughs> stuff. We're talking about sleep apnea. And mm. and you know what this you know what this is more for me. I'm actually kind of curious. What is your your day job? I am a software engineer. You're so you do a little bit of everything. You're a yes. man of many talents. I'm uh, I, I, I as, as nice as I can say this, I definitely bagged a big one. I'll, I'll take there. That. You go. There we go. <laughs> well, um, hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of uh, Ordinary People Extraordinary Stories. Though I'm enjoying a lovely breakfast with one of my new friends I met named Russell. Uh, say hi, Russell. Hi. What makes Russell so special is I'll have to tell you how we met. And then kind of go backwards from there. So funny enough, uh, if you don't know Russell, my wife, she's the planner. Uh, I, unless it's like Valentine's Day or I need, like, she's like, okay, now it's your turn to plan something romantic. She's mm -hmm. like, okay, hey, this thing is happening. We need to go to this thing. And I'm just like, okay, how much? <laughs> so that that's the plan. But uh, it was during Christmas and we were, you know, we have a lot of cash though, but we 
uh we like that farm that we went to it was um right frog pond frog pond thank you very much uh frog pond farms this is uh, nearby farms about 20 30 minutes away where during the fall season they sell pumpkins and produce and they have a petting zoo and a scary haunted maze and during the christmas season they sell reefs trees and funny enough have a really cool santa which uh we are actually speaking to right now we're speaking to a bona fide Santa represented. What do you what do you call your guys themselves? You just a professional professional Santa. Professional yeah. Santa. Uh, yeah. Sounds so cool. And he is professional, ladies and gentlemen, because he has a card. <laughs> hey, it's I I can't remember the last time I went to the mall and the Santa guy's lap. He's like, okay, here's my card. Be be mm-hmm. good. There you go. You'll get something nice. No, um, it was just a really fun experience. Granted, we kind of caught you at the tail end of it though, but mm-hmm. it was uh, just really nice to meet you you had a very you had a very santa personality as far as very warm very friendly uh, we were able to just have a nice little conversation and even your wife got in the fun too though we were just uh took a bunch of silly pictures uh funny yeah. immediately as soon as we posted that night i think it ended with like 70 or 80 likes so i mean there you go people like the santa so i, I appreciate that muscle <laughs> but um yeah that's that's how i met this wonderful man and uh the funny enough is just he's Besides just his personality itself, it's just his 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 attire, handmade, handmade bells, fantastic boots. I mean, this this is a guy who it's not just again goes to this isn't a bad Santa kind of thing where he's just you know going getting the paycheck, stealing from the mall. No, this guy puts in work every Christmas season, and yeah. I heard his story and thought, man, I have to have him on an episode to kind of explain kind of what goes into being a professional Santa. So um, again, Russell, thanks for coming down. Sure. So. So what do you want to know? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. We have like 12 questions to go to. I mean, I think we should start with kind of like, how did you kind of come across as being this Santa? Like, like did was it something that you were kind of prepped for? How did I, how did I start? Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a story. You know, a lot of people will have seen the, uh, the, Tim Allen movies and particularly the first one, there's that scene where, you know, he's, he's trying not to really think about it too much, but he started looking like Santa and he's sitting on a park bench and that little girl comes up and is standing next to him and then really just wants to crawl in his lap and talk to him. And what do you want? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe not that overt, but for a great many of the professional Santas that I know, including myself, they're, they all have a story like that where something happened and it kind of triggered and uh, they kind of got started into it. So um, if you'll indulge, I'll go ahead and tell you mine. Oh, please. Which is uh, I was, Oh, let's see. This was 2011. I think when the, when the disaster movie 2012 came out, (laughs) a friend and I uh, both of us in our, mid to late 40s i think i would have just turned 50 we went to see the movie because we have we share a love of disaster films and uh we were both software engineers we're both techies that our our phones out and we're checking alerts and stuff from work uh, before the movie starts and this group of kids you know files in next to us they come come across from my right and they pass in front of rex in front of me and then they, they take all the seats to my left and um, you know, they they couldn't have been more than at most middle school, but right. uh, you know, maybe fifth, sixth grade, something like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm decked out in my 
weekend grungies, which at that point were some clumpy, clumpy uh, knockabout shoes, mm-hmm. wool socks, really grass and paint and glue and and dust and whatever stained uh, cargo pants. I was going to imagine uh, ca- uh, camouflage shorts. That's what I was imagining. No, nope, no. Nope. Okay. Cargo pants, um, okay. khaki colored, but they've got all kinds of stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, I was wearing a, probably a plaid shirt, uh, plaid flannel shirt, suspenders because the, I'd lost some weight and then the uh, the pants had gotten too big, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm doing my thing on the phone and you know my hair by then was already mostly white, uh, if not all white, and my beard was pretty close. It was. It was, uh, it still had some pepper in it, but it was mostly salt. Right. And I had up to then really only, I'd been keeping a, a, a short trimmed goatee, but for a couple of weeks I'd been feeling lazy and I hadn't stood close enough to the razor. So it's about, I don't know, a half inch to an inch long. Okay. <laughs> and there's a lot of giggling and snickering next to me. And a lot of seat swapping. And this girl ends up next to me and she leans over and asks, so am I on the nice list? <laughs> now, you can imagine in the modern era, here's this 50-year-old guy and a girl, a young girl asks him that in a darkening theater. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, this is not good. Can can I get an adult, please? How, like... how, do, how do I answer that? <laughs> do I answer that? If I answer that, am I am I the creepy guy in the theater? and after a few seconds she leans over to the boy next to her and says i guess not so i decided i had to do something about it and i I leaned over didn't really lean over but i just turned and i looked at her and i said i'm still working on the list i haven't i haven't got it finished yet smart (laughs) stayed stayed right on your feet though that's a good safe answer and i left it at that so i didn't think any more about it i tell the guys at work the next day and they are in hysterics they just busted up laughing um, and I thought, you know, that actually it was kind of fun. So I'm going to just not shave for the rest of the holiday season, November, December. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, I had fun with it. Uh, I would go to stores and wear one of my, I, 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 my, my clothing preference had migrated over the previous several years to more greens and reds. Okay. And so was that intentional I, or did that kind of, no, it was just something I liked. I liked okay. it, right? Um, I had this beautiful sweater that had snowflakes on it, uh, knit sweater that with, with the snowflakes knitted into the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, bright red, white snowflakes. And I would wear that a lot because as I came to understand that, okay, I guess I'm kind of doing this on purpose, even <laughs> if I'm just larking about with it. Right. I get, I get, uh, I get things like, you know, I, I, my winter coat wore out so the next one i bought was red <laughs> of course it's just it just you were just prepping me i could tend to subconsciously yeah. it's just yeah. you're like i am the same <laughs> it, it was just too much fun to be able to to watch that light come on in people's eyes and to to be able to use a little magic you know i walking in into a grocery store one day and there's a, a mom with a, a young boy i don't know four or five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And he's stumbling along in front of her, kicking stones, <laughs> little, little things on the sidewalk and rubbing his hands along the wall of the store as they're headed for the door. And she, I can hear her as I walk up behind her and she don't do that. 
stop doing, don't stop kicking things. Don't touch the wall. You don't know what's on that wall. Right. So as I walked by, I looked down at him and I said, and you never know who's watching. Ah, <laughs> he looks imagine. up at me and his eyes get about as big as dinner plates. The mom oh busts up laughing. Right. And, and I just keep going. Right. Well, right. he, he, he about fell over his own feet. <laughs> Cause real. there I was white beard, you know, white hair. And you did uh, so coat. subtly, just like, yeah. a, just like, you're just like, you never know. And you walked away and that, that was the thing that, yeah. that sold it. You walked away. And yeah, like, exactly. Like, I didn't <laughs> stay. Right. <laughs> I didn't stay to try to push it. So inside the store, I come up behind her in the, in the checkout line. And uh, she turned around and sees me. The boy hasn't seen me yet. And she says, thank you so much. He has been an absolute angel from that point on. He's been completely helpful. And I felt so good. I mean, it gave me an adrenaline rush, you know, to have that happen. I recently had it happen with a nephew who has, or no, uh, let's see, I guess it would be a grand, great nephew, grand nephew. A child that's in your life. A niece's, a niece's child, right? He's just past two. And this is, this was his first Christmas that he really was more aware of you know, what's going on and the whole Santa thing. Right. He's only met me once. And I'm sure that he has absolutely no idea really what I look like. But I was on the phone with uh, his uncle and his grandfather and some other folks at that house. And I, I he came wandering in the room and, and uh, my nephew said, hey, hey, uh, you, uh, Logan, you want to talk to you want to talk to Uncle Russ? And I said, uh, well, he may not want to talk to me. He doesn't really know who I am. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, I'm sure he's seen a picture or two of you. For, you know, I said, I, I don't know that. And uh, he said, uh, I, we're going to have to cut the call short pretty soon anyway, because they got to get him home to bed. And I said, well, right. And he, I was on speakerphone on that end. And I said, well, yeah, you're right. He's probably he needs to get home and get to bed, you know, because Santa can't come in the house if you're not asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, he heard that, turned around and went running back to the front row, <laughs> apparently, all about, and he starts putting things in boxes and bags, and and my mother happened to be there as well, and she said, what are you doing, Logan? And she, he said, I, I, I need to go home. I need to go to bed and go to sleep so Santa can get in the house. <laughs> and I just, I heard laughter at that end, um, and my mom didn't know what had happened. She didn't know that he'd heard me talking. And the next day, um, they had told her what, that he'd overheard the conversation with Jordan. Mm. And she just bust. She thought it was hilarious. She called me and said, you made an instant change in that child. He was complete. Everything was no, not going home. Don't want to go to bed until after that. Just <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my. Well, it... And I've got dozens if not a hundred or more stories like that and 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 you said it it's such an adrenaline rush it's such a high to like i mean it it, we're again we're talking about coffee a couple minutes ago of how you know it's a little band-aid fix for a good night's sleep i mean you're getting pure unfiltered joy of of kids i mean 
Uh, we really want to like dissect the psychology of it. It's like, okay, our, our kids just do it because they really, really want a gift or, you know, it's a lot, a lot of things. So, but I mean, it's just the, the basis of it is that the fact that you're, you're pushing kids toward, Hey, I want to listen. I want to be good. I want to, I, I want to be better. You know, maybe if I'm, I do that, I'll get a you know, present, you know, maybe there's that reward though. But I mean, just to see that and even to believe in the magic of that too, is like, I, I can't, I can only imagine by watching like every other Christmas special and feeling that kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, that's, that's the Christmas spirit. You get it on tap every time you walk in and you see a child's face or at least. Oh yeah. It. it could be, it could be June, July, May, doesn't matter. I, if I'm, if I'm down at all, I can go out somewhere and like go buy a loaf of bread mm-hmm. in a grocery store and, and some child will, will see me, look at me and I know what they're thinking. I can see it in their eyes. And I, I don't, I don't know. I often don't say or do anything. I just, I, I nod or I wink and I keep going, you know, and, and uh, they're sure that they've, they've seen him. And see, that's why I appreciate it. Again, it's a subtlety that you do it though, because that's where it's really like, you know, you're not saying anything, you're not pushing anything. It's just let them run with it. And when they do, which they usually do, it makes that change though. So I, I, I was thinking about going one way with the conversation. But I think okay. I got a better way to go through it, though. So <laughs> you had that store at the movie theater. You started yeah. growing it out. You started getting the jacket. Okay. So sure. when yeah. did I'm going to call it the Spider-Man moment? Have you, do you remember the 2000 Spider-Man when they're like showing that little montage of him building the suit with like sketching it out? And, you know, <laughs> how did yeah. it happen with the Santa yeah. outfit? Like, how did how did you like? How okay. did I get the first one? Exactly. OK, so after that first year, I started. I decided I had so much fun with it that the following year I thought, okay, I'm going to let it grow again. And uh, so I, I started letting it grow at the beginning of November. Same thing started happening. Kids, uh, kids, and, and even a few adults. Right. And so by the third year, I guess, you know, 2013, I, I thought, okay, this is too fun. I'm going to make a suit because I learned to sew when I was very young. Hmm. And uh, that was a, a byproduct of me getting too big and my mom not wanting to continue making, you know, bigger and bigger clothes. You know, I, I got it. And, and please continue. But like, so you've already knew how to sew and it still took you almost, I guess it now makes sense. It was only just a year, though. But like yeah. that, that, that wasn't like an idea in the back of your mind. Like, hey, I could. Oh, no, no. I, I basically I went to the store and I got a pattern. And uh, then, of course, I, I had to modify it because I didn't like some of it so i it took me i don't know when i decided to make it i think i probably it probably took me two three weeks um you know actual duration uh just working on it a little bit here and there in the evenings but by the time i was done i my first suit was made with um uh red upholstery suede cloth Mm. and uh some some nice short uh, short nap fur fake fur mm-hmm. and i had thought well i'm gonna make it i don't know what i'll do with it and i decided that year that season that i would actually wear it out and go places so i i went to costco one day in suit <laughs> oh my gosh what a disturbance right <laughs> now, it's a big place i can imagine everyone's just bothering yeah. you just like <gasps> exactly and you know my beard wasn't super long. It was a it was a short beard at the time, kind of like the the uh, the gentleman that that played uh, Mr. Claus in uh, or Mr. Kringle 
in the original uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. Um, it was trim, right? And, uh, you know, so I did a couple of things out. Um, somebody asked me, yeah, it had to be that year. It had to be 2013 because that was my my eldest graduated in 2014. And her uh, advanced English class teacher asked me if I would come and do an event at the school. No. And I said, sure. Now, here's here's a funny story that came out of that. Um, uh, let me finish the, the costume first. So I get the costume made. And I'm using a very old um, belt from a, a medieval swordsman's belt that you attach a lot of frogs to for your your blades. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it's it's basically a belt that you kind of tie a knot in. And so I mm -hmm. it wasn't very wide, but it was enough. And I had some old buccaneer boots. I used them, uh, you know, knee-high flop tops. And so I go to this event. And it's the, the swing dance club is hosting. I think it was, I think the movie was white Christmas and at the intermission, they all came out to get some snacks and, and uh, play some music, do a little swing dancing and that. Mm -hmm. And there I was sitting in a chair and uh, the only one there that knew, well, I won't say the only one, many of them there knew who I was, but there's a, a young man whose little sister had been in gymnastics with my youngest hmm. for many years. So I knew who he was, but he had no idea who I was. So when it came his turn, they all cajoled him into sitting on my knee, getting the picture done. And I handed him the candy cane and he got up and went to leave. And I said, now, wait, wait a minute. You have, you have a little sister whose name I don't remember right now, but I did at the time. You have a little sister, right? And uh, he said, yeah. yeah he's looking at me kind of strange like, how, did how you do you know <laughs> <laughs> i said well you know who do you think i am <laughs> give a little he's wink like, you know oh my goodness so i handed him another candy cane and said you take that to to uh to your sister and let her know she's still being good okay she's on the on the nice list and he was just stunned and the rest of the kids around him that knew who i was played right along Oh my God. They're all juniors and seniors in high school. They completely played right along and, and let him, let him wonder and believe and all. That. So a couple of months later, <laughs> he shows up at a game night at our house mm -hmm. with his little sister and his parents, because our kids have invited them and he walks in and he sees me and it's like, you, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, the, the suit was enough, and I had fun with that one for that first year or two. Right. And I didn't do a lot of events with it. You know, it, it was it was fun, but I, it was definitely growing on me. And the guys at work, each year, I, I would start, because some, some guys, as you get older, your beard starts growing slower. Mm. So I would start it a little earlier to let it get a little longer. Right. And... Uh, by 2016, uh, I had figured, all right, I probably better start growing it at the end of August. And I was using a bus to commute to and from work at the time and uh, my day job work. And I, my regular bus driver, I guess, went on a trip or vacation or got reassigned temporarily or something like that. 
He's gone for about two weeks while the beard starts growing. And he he's back. And I get on the bus in the morning and he looks at me and I he looked at him and he he raised his eyebrows and I and I nodded and I said, Yes. Because he's uh let's see, Mark is probably about four or five inches taller than me. Mm. He's over six feet. Uh he's about four or five inches wider than me. <laughs> um has a full-time beard and hair right okay all bleached out white and he keeps it that way all year long right he was at one point the santa at macy's in downtown portland mm. uh, until they closed and uh anyway he uh he, he we talked briefly and then he said all right come come back up and talk to me some more before you get off and so a few stops before i had to get off i came up and he told me about a a a group meeting for professional Santas. Okay. And I said, really? So he gave me a web address and I looked up information. And I told my wife about it that night. And uh, she said, well, you should go. And I said, yeah, I'll think about it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like just goofing about. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not, right? it's not, you know, it's not a big thing. It's just it's not fun. A big thing. Yeah. So in the end, I decided to go after talking to him a couple more times. And the guys in the group were open, accepting. They answered all kinds of questions. Their wives, including those who who don't play Mrs. Claus, were more than willing to even even them give tips and suggestions. Very constructive, you know. And I was worried about my beard not being long enough. Oh no 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 no! The beard can be any length, you know. Is it white enough? You know what? The children, it it's white. That's all they see, right? <laughs> And if it's got a, if it's a real beard, they'll know because it's got something other than white things in it. You know, you leave right. a few hairs, right? It becomes a real person. So it, they were all very helpful. And I said, okay, here's my $20. I'm going to join the group. Mm. That got me my first, it got, because the group has a, a, a website and, and we get requests through it, come out to all the current active members. Mm. Uh, and everybody, each of us is a uh, independent, you know, our own businessman. So everybody responds, uh, or the the ones that can that have the availability, uh, or maybe something's too far and you don't want to respond. But anyway, so I picked up a dozen clients that year, and um, it was amazing. I was I tried to take everything I could get because you know when you're doing something new and you're you're thinking oh. I could fail at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, when I, which I look back with hindsight, there, there wasn't much chance of that. Um, but it got me a number of, of clients who then I had word of mouth the next year and the next year, and it just keeps growing. And uh, you know, it took me two, three years to learn uh, what was, what was good, what was not. I had some really good mentors that I could ask questions and that's always helpful. You know, the group tries to do that when, the, when we get somebody new, which admittedly is, is somewhat rare, but uh, we, uh, we try every once in a while to bring people in. Yeah. I mean, we even have, uh, we even have some spare suits from uh, some of the Santas that have taken their last sleigh ride. You know, we end up, the, the family ends up donating them to the club. So that we have them available for new Santas, and uh, so you know that that helped me get started, and 
that first professional Christmas 2016 mm-hmm. was a complete eye opener for me. It was a door to an amazing world of magic and love and goodness and kindness and giving um, and a whole you know brotherhood of performers that that's what they want to do that's it's in their heart you know and and there are there are there are those who do it for the money and i will not fault them for that it it can be a good job a good lucrative thing right um but there's a difference and you can you can see that well the children and the families can see the difference it's why they 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 encounter a Santa. They may encounter many over a couple of years or over a season, but one sticks. One one sticks in their mind, and the children decide that's him. That's the real one. That's Santa. That's you know, and so you build up a following and clients. And and uh, when we started to doing when I started doing work out at Frog Pond Farm, I had been part of the old Alpenrose operation. For the last few years um, before they shut down there. I was say, is that another farm or? No, Alpenrose Dairy in Portland. Okay. Um, they had a uh, Christmas at Dairyville. They had a, a little village, had a, a you know space for hobby train people to to set up their dioramas and oh, run them. They had and, that, and that's gone now? It's gone. Dar- Alpenrose, um, there was, I won't get into it, but there was a big family fight and the property was sold and, uh, uh, the dairy has since started moving things away from that property. It will probably be torn down and, and redeveloped into housing. Ah, man. Expensive housing at that, given the area. Yeah, that's that's a, that's another conversation in itself, because I know that's, oh, um, yeah. that's kind of becoming a pattern, at least in yeah. Oregon and Portland and stuff like yeah. that. So anyway, we, 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 um, the, the photographer, I guess, uh, the photographer's wife knew the farm owner's wife and so we ended up out there and unfortunately uh covid kind of put them out of business the the photographer yeah but the farm owner and i decided you know we're just going to keep doing it uh we're just going to let people take their own pictures and that's how you met me so and it's it's funny because uh, it's i mean you said so much great stuff in that story that I was <laughs> like it, it i mean i almost made me think about like there could be like a tv series or a movie of just like a i was imagining a kind of like a santa fight club invitation <laughs> only you know just like and hear the rules and the fact that you had other santas mentoring you i think that was so cool and the fact that it's like okay this makes a good santa that makes a bad santa and i mean did you ever have to do outside research like did you watch a bunch of movies or like take a bunch of notes or sure i you know we almost universally love christmas movies and there's no way there's so many coming out now every year you can't watch all of them. Oh no, it's um, I I got that's 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 coming up too eventually though. My favorite Christmas movie and then we're going to talk about Santa's oh in movies because um we'll we'll get there but we continue okay. continue. Well, where was I going with that? Christmas the, movies right. and um so what makes Christmas a good Santa? Movies, you can look, you know, you 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 look at them and you can see parts of what makes a good story that you can remember and use. And as a performer basically we are we are storytellers and the story that everybody knows in their head and in their heart 
is the one you want to meet, but you also don't want to uh, you don't want to to cross that. You don't want to cancel it, right? So you want to make sure that you pick up the things that everybody expects. Okay. Right? You want to make sure you've got the hat. You want to make sure that that you have at least some variation of a coat that they've seen and boots. Um, things like the 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 white fur boot toppers kind of mm -hmm. optional because if you if you watch the movies and the print advertising santa doesn't always have those right sometimes his boots are brown sometimes they're black mm -hmm. sometimes they have buckles sometimes they have laces right his gloves are alternately white green brown red black um his eyebrows sometimes they're white sometimes they're not right mm. um so you as you get more into it you start watching all of that and you watch a you watch a christmas as a santa you watch a christmas movie or a mrs claus too i should say you watch a christmas movie and you watch the costumes you look really closely at what are the details what is somebody going to ask me about there are a lot of you know kurt russell and goldie did the christmas chronicle movies for netflix yeah it was more of the newer ones so but I, would, yeah would you say that was a good like kind of addition to the christmas family like it's a new one but it's already a classic now oh, because of how it... absolutely absolutely because so many children that might have been their first christmas movie there you go right so they saw that long leather coat suit and the long vest and you see a number of them now uh the, the santas have adopted that i liked it uh it for me for my body frame and size i i didn't like the style. I have other, I prefer much older, you know, like uh, Victorian or or uh, uh, just older Father Christmas style. Because um, they're like bigger and more kind of, I guess, would it be fatherly? I guess, would that be the word? Just yeah. Kind of more... Yeah, they're just more inviting. They look more warm and comfortable. And not that, not that the, the Kurt Russell suit doesn't, you know, uh, and, and some of the guys have they're getting great results. They're having, they look good. The kids love it, you know, and that's, that's the important piece. But yeah, you watch the movies, you watch the print advertising, you, uh, there are online Santa schools that you can pick up video clips from and, and look at or discussions. Uh, there's a gentleman in, in Southern Oregon, Ed Taylor. I'll give him a shout. Uh, hey, shout out Ed Taylor. Yeah. It, it, it runs, it runs, uh, uh, he runs one of those and it's um uh it's it's pretty good you know i got a lot of information early on from that group uh, and from his service so we were talking about kind of the ins and outs of what makes a good santa like the things you should do things you shouldn't do right right and and once you once you have figured out what you want your look to be because some some people are fine going with off the rack suits. There are some some nice ones that that look good. I I generally do tend to personally think that they look better with real boots than the than the fake boot cover um, pieces. A, the the naga hide or or vinyl belts that come with a lot of them they don't last very long. So you know, uh, get a real one, you know, and uh, a real leather belt. It's that's just my opinion. Kids required. can tell 
unauthentic belts but hey you know what? it's it's all about the selling right. it and the authenticity it's right. like you know is this like is this guy just wearing a kind of a paper costume i know this right. those things don't exist though but it's like you put real naga leather blood sweat and tears into that outfit so yeah i, I, I can see that i mean the the belt that i had on the day you and i met was made for me by a longtime friend who used to when she was when she was first out of high school um, she was at our wedding anyway. That's how long it is. Uh, oh, wow. 30, 30 years plus. Anyway, her, her first job out of high school was doing tooled leather tack pieces for horse riders. Mm, okay. Horses. And uh, you know, when, when I asked when I asked Crystal, hey, would you make a belt for me <laughs> for Santa? She was extension. Uh yes. I'd be honored. So yeah, you know, and, and of course. I paid her because it's it's a very much a, a really nice professional looking belt. But having your costume be authentic to your desired projected image is really important. Because if you're not comfortable with what you're wearing, that's going to come through. Both the children and the parents will notice it. Um, if you know you you want to not be thinking about that, you want to be thinking about the interactions. You want to right. be thinking about the people in front of you. Exactly. Um, you want to be enjoying the interactions right. instead of like, I, again, it, it's kind of like um, the audience can tell if you're, you know, self-conscious. I mean, if you're like, oh, yeah. is this a good enough suit? Is my beer good? Like they're going to feed out. Like, I don't know, Santa, you're supposed to know that. So, right. Right. It's kind of, I guess, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And I mean, you very much, I would say, have made it. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it's, you also it's talking about mentors though i uh, so yeah. I, I i was kind of trying to one like ask these questions because i was kind of vaguely curious because you you touched on it because there's are some i don't want to say negative stigmas about santa but i mean there are like some things that you know most people are like hey it's a little weird like the whole you know sitting on lap thing oh yeah not yeah. nice yeah uh, is was the club like predominantly white older santas or was there other like graces or other mentors you had or what's the kind of i guess your that's a weird question to ask because what is your feeling with like i don't know other, santa, other other racial santas i think it would be great uh as a matter of fact there's a gentleman over in eastern oregon uh who i met at one of the uh one of the events that i do a food and gift festival and um his beard is every bit as white as mine mm -hmm. But he is African American. Uh, I think does he go by as the Black Santa? Like, isn't that his? Uh, yeah. No, no. Actually, there is one in Portland. Uh, I have not met him. I think I want to say his first name is Leroy. Okay. But he he moved here some years ago. He's not actually part of our group. Oh. Um, he's been invited. Oh. To be, but Ooh. is this kind of like turf war? No, 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 not at all. He he has, uh, you know, I would suspect all of the business that he wants to have uh and and is not interested in in uh in expanding that or his presence now i i would i would like to hope that uh you know the community he serves is is well served and happy and that's the most important piece of it with any santa whether it's it's a uh, ethnic Santa um, of any any stripe, you know, if you are 
white Anglo-Saxon Protestant middle-class male, you're probably going to be the old white guy in the suit. But it, there is room, and, and there are people, unfortunately, who disagree uh, and think that Santa should be that. But it's only because that's what they've been sold. That's what they've been pushed in the media, right? In the, in the movies, in the print advertising, in the Coca-Cola ads, in the Coca-Cola ads. You know, in in reality, what we need is for the children to see Santa that looks like them, so that they understand. It's not really about uh, a, a magical personality, right? Yeah. Who is always, you know, an old white guy uh, with a beard and a hat. It's, it's about the giving, that Santa is a representative. And so, for instance, sometimes the, the children will say, I saw you at somewhere, right, where they've seen a Santa before. And... Uh, uh, and you look different then. Well, my explanation to them for that is that I appear different everywhere I go mm-hmm. because not everybody sees me the same way. You know, I said, I, and I love tell them that that's so I tell them cute. straight up. I tell them straight up. If I go to if I go to Costa Rica or Mexico or Brazil or Africa, do you think that I should do you think that they see me? When they look in their hearts and they see Santa, do you think they see Santa as me, as what you're looking at right now? Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so they, they kind of understand that, you know. And so to a little bit of extent, there's the opportunity for uh, professional Santas to help uh, induce a an openness to more diversity. But I think it's also incumbent on us to to make the effort to watch for those who could, who are not like us. And I, like I said, the, the gentleman over in Eastern Oregon that I ran into, I, I gave him information. I don't know if he'll do anything with it, but he loved the idea, right? Um, and, you, and you and you open the door, you plant the seed. Yeah. So if it's there, yeah. it's there. But if it doesn't, well, you know. Yeah. And there are some, there are there are a number of ethnic Santas, different ethnicities within the the uh the community within um certainly that i've met to uh a convention last april down in atlanta and i think there were you went to a santa convention yes there were 500 plus of us this is so cool i mean just it's just crazy to just think like like you got the santa fight club now you're going to the santa conventions though santa mentorships i mean i'm sorry this sounds like an abc or a hallmark actually let's give it to hbo we'll make it a little, <laughs> a little dirty you know it's a little, a little swearing every once in a while there you go well we try Making not santa. to we'll try not to but we you know, try not to you know. you know um and 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 when we do uh you know one of one of the performance educator coach types um that i have uh, had the honor to to uh meet and get to know and and uh, take a few sessions from what's his uh, name uh his name he goes by santa true santa true yeah uh, you can look shout out up. to mr true yes you can okay. look him up on the on the internet but he does a lot of of uh training christmas performer workshops mm. and uh one of the things that he and other uh, similar types promote is the idea that we need to be open and we need to be recruiting more diversity and we need to be bringing Mrs. Claus in 
as much as possible. Hmm. We, we can't continue to be lone wolves. We need to work together and we need to help each other. We need to support each other. And if that means, you know, giving up a job here or there, then so be it. You know, uh, it's for those of us that do it from the heart for whom it is not about the money, even though it does often pay very well. Right. Um, it's it's about the giving. It's about the the ability to give people that sense of wonder and magic. You know, when they when to, to know that when they wake up in the morning on Christmas Day and you know mom and dad have done their thing and there's some presents under the tree labeled from somebody you know who's called Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. They have it in their heart. They believe it. You know, that's we we want that magic, and uh, that requires all kinds of performers. That requires uh, Asian, African, um, you know, uh, even Mexican, I, Puerto I, Rican, there's a Mexican, you know, Hispanic. I I would love to find. You know, I don't know culturally. There are different cultures, of course. You've got you know Santa Claus that everybody in typical stereotypical american culture knows mm-hmm. but there's also father christmas there's dead mm-hmm. morose grandfather frost there's um uh popo gijo papa noel um you know there he's santa claus is known as many things all around the world and in the united states we have influences from so many cultures it would be really good to see that diversity in action and it would be really cool images, to see, know? just like you mentioned about the whole, like, I appear yeah. different to many things. Because it's like, you yeah. guys can all get on the same board that yeah. you're all the same person. Like, like how strong yeah. could that be? Of like, oh, hey, no, we're everywhere, you know. And, and, and the, you know, the, and there's some fun to be had in that, too. I have a, I have an acquaintance up in the Seattle area who, uh, for lack of, of a better description, is a professional Krampus. <laughs> we were going to get in the Krampus too. Okay. And he is doing quite well. He's doing photo sessions. He's doing festivals, he's doing, you know, and, uh, and people love it. You know, sometimes maybe not the little children, but, uh, uh, you know, because Krampus is kind of scary, but a lot of people don't know the story. They don't know that he was a, essentially a companion character to father Christmas, Santa Claus in middle Europe. Uh, who would accompany Santa and would be the one that dealt with the naughty children. Well, yeah, you don't get coal anymore. You get a good, solid butt whooping. That's what you get. That's, I, you know, the, the, they they ask me, well, am I going to get coal? And, and I tell no, you, you know, you, the fact you're seeing me at all means you're on the nice list. Okay, uh, I'll start there. That's good. And And for those that are on the naughty list, I don't give coal anymore because, you know, people concerned about the environmental compact uh, impact and all that <laughs> i love so, that yeah, so like my it. story when i am in costume my story is well i don't give out coal anymore that the, the naughty list gets handed over to krampus and some of them <laughs> some of them don't know who that is oh boy uh, and i tell them, well <laughs> you 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 and your mom and dad you can go home and look up krampus okay um but he's he's a good guy but he takes care of the naughty people <laughs> I wonder what he does. And then they look up and it's just like, oh God. I guess that's yeah. a trauma. I'm like, oh my God, no, Santa, yeah. please. <laughs> well, and and in the the funny thing was in the 
have you seen the 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 Tim Allen series on Disney Plus? The Tim, the Santa Clauses? Not the that's the new one, right? That's the new one. Not yeah. yet, no. It's like six or eight episodes or something. Krampus makes an appearance. Okay. How how do they do it him? Is he just like a half naked animal thing? Is he in like no. a suit or no, he's all, you know, in, in, in clothes, but you know, he's a furred up, horned, uh, very tall, non non-human entity. Does he talk at all or is he just kind of like the the silent malevolent a bit. figure kind of a little no, he talks a little bit. He's only in one scene, one 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 episode. I'm actually um, I got I gotta take a look at this. This actually sounds <laughs> awesome though. You okay. Should, it's it's worth watching. You have to get past the first episode. First episode is a little rushed, but after that it was fun. There you go. That's um man, that is so <laughs> uh, I love but I love that. It's it's because like you said, like that's he he shares a part of that mythology and that's yeah. it. it yeah. Man, can you you're not the Krampus expert. Maybe you are, but not can you really. maybe explain the, why the resurgence of like, why, I mean, Santa has always had like this kind of game of like, yeah, he was, you know, King of Christmas, but then it was like kind of fairly recently that Krampus is starting to come out. It's and, you starting know. to come out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, if I were to, to really, um, I don't know if I could put my thumb on anything, but specific, but as people become uh, more open and more broad in their understanding of the world, as they uh, look for additional interests and things to to uh, to pursue, as they in some ways open their minds to other ways of thinking, believing, uh, and indeed other ways of worshiping, Mm. um, they start to encounter more stories of different mythologies. And, and that's true. Not just, that's true, not just of, you know, the, the holiday season, Christmas oriented characters, but also others, you know, um, there's a a Santa in Israel, uh, in, I want to say Jerusalem. And, uh, I can't remember his last name. First name is Issa, I-S-S-A. And he, I met him at the, the convention in Atlanta last year. Really nice guy. Lives in a house that's 1,500 years old oh, and wow. has been in his family since it was built. That's incredible. All right. It is, it becomes, at the, during the season, it becomes the Christmas house. Hmm. And the year before I met him, he saw 16,000 children as Santa Claus. Now think, think about that. 16,000 children. And just kids. And they were, and that's just counting the kids. Now they were not all Christian. Okay. So as people become more open-minded, more accepting of alternate paths and traditions they begin to encounter more of them and i i suspect that that may that may be why we've started to see an increase in references to things like krampus or dead morose or um there's i I can't remember her name at the moment but there's a she's portrayed as a christmas witch in the in the series we were just talking about Hmm, but there was a, a a woman an old woman in Italy that used to do 
that legend has it did what Nicholas of Myra did, right? Right. That she went around and she would she would give gifts. There's uh, a companion uh, in I think it's the Netherlands. There's a companion for Father Christmas named Black Pete, which you know people have some consternation over the name and the characterization, but it's mythology from the past you know and so i can see why yeah okay people people are encountering because they're opening up mind wise they're they're encountering more traditions and uh you know each person will will choose whatever their belief is for the christmas holidays right And and kind of go, like kind of goes back to the whole unifying thing. It's like you know, it's yes. the more you kind of because yes. we're getting, I guess, more and more kind of close together, and yes. we're different cultures are different. I think the more yes, we can are. kind of accept that is yeah. where we can kind of you know grow and have those experiences. Which I mean, yeah. I, I I'll give you another. This is a very close example. You know, okay. at the farm where you met me, at that location, I have seen children in you know just normal everyday clothes but i have also seen children and families that are by appearance muslim in faith mm-hmm. and they're more than happy to come and see santa and get pictures i have seen uh hebrew jewish children um one boy uh came and it was i think two days after his bar mitzvah mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was more than happy to come and see santa claus and get a picture that's awesome. He became you know, a man that day, but he's still yeah. still a child at heart. Yeah. You know, and those things as a Santa, I cannot turn anyone away. Those are those are special interactions. Those are ways for me to show that everyone is treated the same. You know. And I think that is why I really admire you as a Santa, especially what you're saying is that you always bring it back to doesn't matter what I think doesn't matter what parents think it's like what do the kids think because that's yeah. ultimately your clientele but yeah. even to the point where that's not even about money is the concern it's just like you're trying to make memories with these kids you're trying to right. keep the magic alive right. for these kids well which... and 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 you know the 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 deal at the farm there it's all voluntary nobody's actually paying I, I was gonna ask though because uh, I I mean we can always get into that later though but I was always kind of curious okay. you said it was very lucrative i mean do you have cases where you do sometimes take paying gigs and sometimes you volunteer oh yeah oh yeah there are i had my first and sometimes it's astonishing what you hear from clients i did one a couple of years ago for a uh a a battered uh abuse victims program Mm. and uh it was sponsored by the local sheriff's department in that county they were required because of their budget restrictions and rules and liability rules and things like that. They were required to pay for a Santa. Now, when they called me uh, and, and explained the, you know, what the gig was and the program was to be there for abuse victims, I would have done it for free. Right. Um, But they were required. So I charged them essentially uh, a minimal amount. Uh, enough, money for gas right just to basically enough, well it was more than that um because of the amount of time and the distance and that stuff but enough so that their 
requirement to pay for it was was covered. They told me in, during our discussions that one of the Santas they had gotten a quote from, the lowest one prior to me, was over $700 hmm. for two hours of time. Oh, okay. At a battered victims program. Now, my heart doesn't do that. Yeah. I, like I said, I would have done it free. A few years ago, I did a, the, the, one of the high schools was doing a banquet, a concert and a gift giving for homeless folks for the unhoused, uh, out in Hillsboro, Oregon, they had been quoted 300, 400, 500. When they got a hold of me, I said, um, nothing. And they were, they were floored. They're astonished. Just like, are you kidding me? What kind of, what kind of Santa would I be if I charged for an appearance in front of people who can't afford to eat that's not cool yeah. you know i and i'm kind of like tearing it's 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 great <laughs> it's it's christmas it's 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 wonderful and i i got a, the best santa i didn't get the one no okay i gotta i gotta right? charge gotta make my money and it's and, I, and i'm not alone there are there are many really good top level pro santas i got the who best are this are the same way they will do charity events they will do there are there are gentlemen around the country, Santas around the country, and Mrs. Clauses that do not charge at all. They, they it comes out of their own heart and their pocket for the whole season, you know. And what they get out of it is that satisfaction, that adrenaline, right? Um, That's, yeah, you know. And for me, um, the 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 dollars that come in that are from corporate events that I go to or big festivals that pay me or mm. uh, home visits where people pay me that helps support the idea that we can do the thing things the the free things for charities because it helps cover my costs of costuming and and uh, wardrobe and uh, transportation and all that stuff you know and and that's why when well we'll get we'll get to that later about the farm <laughs> it's and and man it's uh well regardless i i think it's wonderful I, I i don't doubt that you're definitely one of the good santas i'm glad we still have lots of other good santas out there but it's i uh man again i i, I have this weird thing where i gotta thank people but I, i'm really <laughs> enjoying this conversation this has been extraordinarily lovely i mean it's i well, thank I, you and I've, likewise well, thanks. But I have three kind of ways we can go. Okay. I kind of touched about the religion aspect because I was wondering that. Um, you talked about the Mrs. Claus aspect, but um, I was also potentially thinking about the kind of more digital age and okay. how maybe kids believing in Santa less and less. Okay. Where do you want to go first? Well, let's let's leave let's leave the religious discussion for those who uh, who who like to debate such things okay. um i think uh it you know it, in a in a podcast it's hard to have that kind of a discussion because there are folks who uh, the second i would i would state an opinion will turn your podcast off yeah <laughs> you know true. because they disagree with it right but at the same time, I do agree it's an important discussion to have because I like to think the majority will at least listen to what you have to say. 
because at least they could say, I may not agree with this point. But I mean, how can you really disagree right. with somebody who is intentionally not taking financial compensation for an event that inspires hope and magic right. to children? Like, right. I mean, if, if anything, I don't, that, that doesn't get as close to Jesus as, as anyway, I don't, I'm like, okay, maybe you do need to turn off my podcast. <laughs> uh, but hey, you said, well, whatever you feel comfortable with saying. I, I will give you this. It is, it is my opinion that each and every person over the course of their life comes to their own expression of faith in whatever they believe in. And if that's a pantheon of, of deities or a single deity uh, or a trinity or none of the above, um, it, it doesn't matter to me because that kind of belief, religious belief, is intensely personal and it it has to come from within and in my opinion it is not something that you push or use to try to rule other people's lives um, or influence them to behave or or write laws that say they can't behave believe the way they want to believe right um and so that's that's about all I'm going to say on religion. You know, I will say, I mean, for somebody who didn't want to talk about it, I mean, you probably gave like the best answer. I mean, like, <laughs> it, it very accurate, very believable. I am. Um, I, I guess I'm more um, kind of what I want to know is that, I mean, as far as I'm only speaking from one side, because I, mm -hmm. I don't I don't practice Hanukkah. I don't practice Ramadan. Uh, I am sure. a Christian. So again, I'm, I'm kind of limited on that side of things. So, but uh, have you ever gotten a kid who maybe asked about like, well, you know, what does Jesus think about this? Or like, like maybe try to bring oh, that absolutely. aspect to it. How, how did absolutely. you spin, how did you spin that from a Santa perspective? Um, I, I will honor their convictions and their beliefs. You know, if somebody says Santa, all I want for Christmas is some prayers for my mom who's really 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 sick mm. you know i will i will honor that i will i will say well you know what i will definitely i will definitely say a few prayers for your mom and i will keep her in my thoughts and positive thoughts okay yeah. and and that's really all it takes you know it doesn't you don't have to um you don't have to express their faith you have to agree to support them believing in their own. I love that because no, exactly that, and also it just it's safe for you though because you're not yeah saying oh I told Jesus all the way the first kid he leaves next kid's Muslim and you're like right. praise Allah it's just you're, you're, <laughs> well just, here's yeah. here's a here's a really good one somebody and this happened out at Frog Pond to, this year okay little one says so do do you talk to Jesus a lot do you see him at the North Pole. And I said, well, no, Jesus, Jesus doesn't live at the North Pole. That's my realm. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus lives in, in your heart and in heaven, right? Isn't that where Jesus lives? Oh, mm. yeah. Right. So <laughs> oh, that's turn a good it point. around. I never thought about that. And and uh, you know, but it was, you know, the, the when the question was first asked, I looked up at the parents and one of them looked a little shocked, and the other one was like puzzled, not sure where the question came from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, that's how I answered it. If that was my kid, I would have given you like the thumbs up. I'm like, I see you, Santa. I see what yeah. you're doing. Let's, yeah. You, you're doing well. You're doing good. And, and the same is true for 
um, whatever somebody believes in. Uh, you know, it, it is, I had I, I, it, it doesn't come up a lot with the children. It really doesn't. But every once in a while, you'll have somebody ask something like that. Okay. You know, which makes sense because when you really think about it, though, you only really see it in just like, I guess, on the internet, churches, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just occasional of just like, you yep. know, taking Jesus out of Christmas and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I, and I only really ask because um, I think this would be a fun little segue to talk about is like uh, maybe favorite iterations or favorite uh, depictions of Santa in popular media. But okay. one of my favorite is, um, <laughs> I feel maybe a little guilty because I'm not kind of sure where your, uh, I guess, tastes are at, Russell, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I love South Park. And okay. their depiction of Santa and Jesus are their best friends. Mm. So they kind of like, kind of co-handle the season like for him it's the birthday sure. for him it's uh you know spreading it out though and funny enough sure. it was one episode where uh santa's sleigh gets shot down and he gets captured and who comes to rescue him but jesus so well there you go it's i i i yeah that's kind of at least my little mythology i'll be like yeah they're, they're buddies you know they uh huh. you know share a glass of wine together maybe glass yeah. of milk and a glass of wine you know and and one of the things that and and this is a debate even amongst the professional Santas because you know many are uh, religiously convicted in in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, my own opinion is, you know, yes, Father Christmas, Saint Nicholas, might be considered a religious figure. Um, Santa Claus, as we know him in the modern world, I don't believe is a religious figure. We, you know, what most people know as Santa Claus is a derivation of a marketing device from the 1920s or 30s, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's, that's not a religious figure, you know, that's an everybody figure. So it's Mickey Mouse. It's like saying yeah. Mickey Mouse is a religious yeah. figure. Yeah. But, okay, so delving into the media and the, and the electronic age, one of the, one of the cool things is the the more movies that get made that treat the santa character as a quality attribute of of the season as part of the magic as part of the inspiration um you know that gets people thinking nice being kind giving um that's that's good right yeah. uh and and we get a lot of movies with that Hallmark excels at it. <laughs> My um, God, I think it, it, it primarily like fuels their network. It's like everything else is kind of dead <laughs> season, but Christmas—that's that's where yeah. money comes, baby. Yeah. Well, and you know, Lifetime is doing some, and there's a new uh, new channel of some kind that's doing them. There's all of the streaming services have started doing them. Oh God! So they, you know, they just they have proliferated, and so that imagery is there. Uh, the message is there, hopefully in 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 a lot of them. There are, you know, the adult ones. Uh, I have seen the Fat Man. I have not seen. I was going to ask about that. Okay, did I you like the Fat seen... Man? I, you know, as a movie, as an action film, it was okay. As a Christmas movie, eh, it's not <laughs> on the top of my list. You know, I don't like the idea that that uh, the Santa figure can be maimed and injured in in the ways that happened in that film oh well, yeah uh, i have not seen bad santa although a bunch of my friends tell me i need to um i have not yet seen 
the the one uh, the newest one um violent night yeah. where santa apparently as an action hero comes to the rescue of a of a family at least that's my under that's what somebody told me it was he's checking a list yeah he's checking it <laughs> twice there's there's something involving a walkie-talkie that gets left on a channel that talks to santa and and a little girl apparently calls for help um and santa shows up to help like i said i i that's all i i've been told about it i haven't seen it yet i probably will i have a very broad sense of humor especially uh, if you you like fat man or at least saw fat man i feel like uh because yeah. i've heard at least uh violent night was a good like kind of and that's the kind of the cool thing is like just like all the other christmas figures is we now have this whole right kind of genre of just christmas movies i mean gosh we got die hard which you know that's die hard lethal weapon lethal Uh, weapon took place in uh christmas the the first the first lethal weapon film there's a tree sale lot Okay, so the the first drug bust happens in a lot selling trees. Let's 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 talk about this. That's three movies I can think of off the top of my head where Mel Gibson is involved and it's Christmas. So Lethal Weapon, there's uh, the Fat Man, and I think he did the voice of uh, Santa or what Santa would have been in Klaus. Have you seen that one? uh i think i have seen that i did not know he did the voice yeah that was enjoyable i liked it i didn't think i would have liked it as much and it was just it, it again it, it cured the christmas blues just you know yeah it was great yeah <sighs> christmas, oh cured the christmas blues i have another story for you uh, there's a thing i call now i call it santa therapy if mm-hmm. i'm down i'm not feeling good or you know i'm, I'm upset about something i will just go out and do the grocery shopping and I will dress as myself, right? But right. that typically includes a red winter coat and things like that. Um, and and the reactions of people help. They they cheer me up. You know, the the children that look and and smile or or tilt their head questioningly, you know. And I mm-hmm. and I get something out of that. But the thing that finally uh, it would be the year before I turned pro. Okay. I had uh, my 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 own best man was getting remarried, and I went to the wedding. Now, his wedding was on the 19th of December. Okay. On a Saturday. So it's travel weekend. Everybody's going. Uh, if they're not leaving on the Friday or the Saturday, certainly on the Sunday, they're traveling for the Christmas week. So I, you know, I had let the beard grow. Uh, I had had uh, let the hair grow a little bit that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I just had a commercial Santa hat um, with uh, a red fleece vest. And I walked through the airport with my pockets full of candy canes. Right. Right. By the time I got to my plane change in Las Vegas, I left for, left Portland, right? By the time I got to the plane, the gate for my next plane when I was in Vegas, mm. I was out of out of candy cane. So I had to get into my backpack and refill my pockets. <laughs> now, I get to D.C. My best man's intended uh, has been sent to come get me because they're doing a, a tux fitting or something like that mm-hmm. with uh, the one of the boys. And... Uh, 
she called and she said, so how do I, how do I find you? I said, well, when you, when you come through the passenger pickup area, just look for Santa Claus. She said, no, really. And I said, I mean, really. <laughs> so she, she pulls up in front of me and I know it's her because of the look on her face. She pulls up in oh front gosh. of me and, and, and steps out of the driver's side of the car and looks at me and says, you weren't kidding. I said, absolutely <laughs> <Sam>? not. <laughs> so the wedding happens. I, they dropped me off on Sunday morning to, uh, to head back home. And I was, I was flying out of Reagan national, uh, back to Portland. Okay. And you know, I've walked, I'm, I'm early. So I had plenty of time. I got some breakfast and I, you know, walked around looking at the stores and that, and, and, uh, you know, janitor goes, but Hey, Santa, how you doing? Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm playing with people, greeting people, handing out the candy canes. And I'm starting to get a little tired by the time I get to the gate. So I get to the gate and I sit down, I take the hat off, I put it in a, in a pack and the hat doesn't really matter because I've got the beard and the hair and the red vest. Mm. Well, they announce boarding and the flight attendant standing at the, at the door starts checking boarding passes. And I thought, you know, I have a reserve seat. I don't need to get on the plane and sit there. <laughs> so I just sat there waiting and watching the line go by. And the kids would go by and they're looking over and I'd, I'd wink and wave at them and that kind of stuff. And uh, finally it got down and they were down to the last last people. And I thought, okay, I guess I'll, I'll get on the plane now. So I get up and I walk over to the gate and the, the attendant looks at me and she says, you know, it's the 20th of December and I have not had any Christmas spirit until today. <sighs> Watching you play with those children as they went past you in the line there just cheered me up. And I said, well, I am happy to help, right? So I get on the plane, and this was this was the incident that sort of sealed it for me that I was doing what I should be doing. I got on the plane. I, I put my backpack with the last of my candy canes and the, my hat up in the overhead, and I sit down, and the uh, the couple next to me is looking at me going, uh-huh. But I had the aisle seat, so right. the they closed the plane up. The, the attendants are moving things around, and, and the the one from the gate comes by, and says, um, "Would you be willing to to you know play along and do something on the plane while we're and once we get in flight when the captain's ready?" Mm -hmm. And I said, "Well, I do have a hat and and more candy canes in the backpack out in the overhead." She looked at me and just was in shock. She said, "You're kidding." I said, "No." Uh, yeah she's like oh, yeah, I'll this play happen. Along. let's do it so we get we get in the air and finally uh, you know uh, they gave me a, a heads up that it was getting close to time so i stood up and i got my pack i got my hat on and i got my uh i got filled the last of my candy canes into my vest pockets and uh so the light comes on the captain says okay folks we uh we're we're well on our way we're at cruising altitudes uh Gotta let you know you should uh, be able to use your your phones and uh, iPads and that as cameras at this point, uh, and you should probably turn them on because we got a special visitor on the flight, <laughs> and uh, he's on his way to Portland to get some parts for the sleigh. And I stood up, and and there was lots of cheering and stuff. So yeah. I walked around a little bit, and I talked to each and every child. They all got a candy cane. You know, there was one little, I guess, two year old was just in awe couldn't speak and and all he wanted to do was was give me a hug and and feel the softness of my beard 
you know, and, and the last candy cane in my pocket went to the last child that I had to visit on the plane. Oh, and so I thought, you let, it was just perfect. Just it was it perfect. Synced, oh my gosh. It was perfect. I got back to my seat and I thought, yes, Lord, I will pursue this. Oh, man, that's, <laughs> you know, um, and the, the, the karma of being Santa, of doing nice things, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I was raised in a lot of different traditions. Um, and I, dad was stationed in Japan for a while. So learned a lot of Asian traditions as well. Okay. So the, the, the karma of being good, of doing nice things and being kind, it, I think will always come back. Right. And it did right then on the plane, they comped me a first class meal, which oh, wow. nobody around me begrudged said, yeah, let him have it. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, a come on. They comped me the little video movie device thing for the flight. Mm-hmm any drinks I wanted, you know, and, and when we got off in Portland, uh, the captain came out and thanked me and he said, cause he had been watching on the cameras and I just, I was so pleased and so, uh, adrenalized by it all, you know, so that when I got introduced to the professional group that next year, yeah, it was over. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew I... I was doing what I should be. Ah, man, oh. and ah, God, that's such there's, an amazing there's your story. Blues story. It's it's well, and and you know what? It it it. I I can't imagine anyone who would hear that and would still have the whole Christmas blues because I mean it's so yeah again magical watching it happen. The smiles on their face yeah. like like that happening though, and it yeah I because Christmas that's all that's the kind of downside of it though. As far as all this joy and wonder it gives to people, like Christmas can also be very hard for some people. Yes, it sometimes can. they didn't have good Christmases. Sometimes they lost yes, people, can. or the people that aren't there aren't there for yes, them. Yes, it can. I had a uh, uh, a uh, gentleman three years ago. I think it was either eighteen or nineteen before the before the pandemic. Got a hold of me, and he wanted to, he was trying to set up a gift for his girlfriend and her children. Mm. Um, who had really, really had a hard time. They'd lost their mother, grandmother, and uh, also an uncle. Father had left them. Oh gosh! Um, you know, in during the year, uh, and completely cut off contact. I mean, he'd left them long before, but he cut off contact. And so he, as as the boyfriend of the mom, he was trying to set something up nice. And I said, well, uh, you know, this is my price for a home visit. And he explained a little more about what had gone on. When he told me all that, I said, okay, um, how do you want to arrange this? And he said, well, here's the problem. I can't be there. I will, I'm turning myself in tomorrow. I, I did some things wrong and, uh, you know, I know I got to pay for that. So Oof. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I will be in jail at the time. Um, and she, you know, he, he said the girlfriend understood it. It was something from his past that had come back up. Right. And uh, I said, okay, um, then you pay me what you think it's worth, what you can, and, and no more. Right. And I will deal with that. So I took some of the things that I make myself. I have uh, some scarves and things that occasionally I'll sell off my website or I'll use as giveaways. I took some of those and I took uh, we a food basket and some some uh, gifts that he had made arrangements to to get to me 
for each of them. And I went to, they didn't know. They had no idea I was coming. When they opened the door and <laughs> I was standing there in, uh, I don't remember which suit you saw me in, but in probably, yeah. I think it was in the snowflake suit. It, they were floored and her father, their grandfather was there. The one who oh. had lost his wife. Wow. Okay. And boy, no dry eyes when I left that house. Oh, man, um, I, I can't even imagine if you kept a dry oh, eye. It'd be like, I'm it, like, I'm going to cry a little bit. There are times it's hard. It's it, There are times it's really hard to, 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 to keep things in check, you know, and stay in character. So. Because you hear all these stories and people yeah. just opening themselves yeah. up and you're like, oh my gosh, like you just, you want to, you hug everybody. You're like, I'm sorry you're going through that. Or it's just like, man, yeah. or it's like, I'm happy. I can at least have some type of a positive impact right. on you right here. I can give them a spark or a bright moment. Exactly. Man, it, so, I mean, did you, I don't want to bum the, bum us out though, but I mean, did you ever have a situation where you couldn't do that? No. I'm glad I've, I've I've not yet had one. Knock on wood. That, Let's knock on there. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna keep it that way. There you go. Um, I hope that it stays that way. I've done I've done visits with uh, the medically fragile who you know can't otherwise communicate. Mm -hmm. oh. But they they recognize you. You can see it in their eyes. I've done visits with adult children that are having to live in a care home because they are unable to care for themselves. Mm. Uh, I had last year, I had one uh, a set of parents that contacted me that they were their foster parents and uh, uh, bless them all that do that. They had uh, been charged with a new one who at four or five years old had never heard of Santa Claus. Had never had a wow. a Christmas experience at all, and was in the hospital for months because of physical abuse. Oh my gosh, it's terrible! And this little one, this little one was so so sweet. When they brought her to see me out at the farm, I recognized her from the picture they had sent, and she came running right up into me, just buried herself in the fur and velvet of my, I had the Royal robe on that day and, and just wound herself right in there on my lap. She was so ready for that joyous experience. And there were tears in the parents' eyes, uh, in the, in the foster parents' eyes. They asked for a, a home visit mm -hmm. and I didn't, I couldn't fit it in before Christmas. So I, I talked to my wife, who had just taken up the idea of being Mrs. Claus, and uh, we decided, oh, let's do it. If they're okay with it, let's do it after Christmas. We'll do it on Boxing Day on the 26th. Right. So we set it up so that I would we would come up to their place on the morning of the 26th with, uh, you know, things that got left out of the sleigh. And the kids were ecstatic. It oh, it was God. a beautiful visit, and I now know that this young young girl is in a safe location. She is with her grandparents um, on permanent custody. Thank goodness, and, uh, doing quite well. That family showed up again this last year with three new children. 
um, that they're helping take care of. And uh, it was amazing. And I just stuff like that is uh, the, the giving is just too much fun. Yeah. And I, I'm just glad you said no. I haven't had an experience where I couldn't change somebody because, you know, yeah. you're you're doing it from the right place. Karma is obviously shining on you because if you were doing something bad, if you're doing something wrong, right. it would have stopped up and it hasn't yet. And right. that's Well, and the karma gets into other things. It's not just in the Santa realm. I ordered some fence supplies, right? Mm -hmm. These privacy screening things, the inserts for your fence, your chain link fence. Right. And the box arrived and the, the bill of lading said, you know, however many I had ordered and there was twice as much. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, well, this is odd. So I called the company and they said, no, no, it only shows us, well, if there's double there, uh, it only shows us one unit on our orders. So it's yours to keep. Uh, like, uh, okay. All right. Thanks. And that happened, that must have happened on five or six different things I ordered. And did they ever know that you were Santa or did they ever, they were just, this is just no. random. Well, one company did because I had ordered some uh, snowflake buttons and and I got home one day and my from my day job my mm -hmm. my youngest I come in and my youngest says dad what are all those boxes and I turn and I look and there's a stack of huge boxes in the front room and I'm thinking I have no idea it's a prank like, what's going on so, so I, I, she, I said you didn't open any she said believe me I wanted to but no I've been waiting for you so I, we get a box cutter and we open them up and it's full of commercial scale ribbon, like Ooh. eight inch wide, 50 foot spools of ribbon for decorating Christmas ribbons. And I'm thinking, where did this come from? So I look it up and it's from the company that I bought the buttons from. So I called them and they said, aha, that's where they went. <laughs> They we, they swapped the label, the address on on two orders in the warehouse. Okay. And the buttons wound up with the person that ordered the, the ribbon. Oh, okay. I, I said, so what do you want me to do? They said, well, um, we'll send you uh, stickers for the outside of the boxes and UPS will come and pick them up for us. And don't worry about it. And uh, uh, your buttons are on the way again. No problem. Well, in the meantime, the the person who got the buttons had called in and found out the about the label swap and said, well, what do you want me to do with these? Mm -hmm. And they told him who had ordered them. So he sent them to me. He didn't send them back. He sent them to me. So I ended up with double the order. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And that's what, yeah. wow. Okay. And it's just another one of those karma things. Yeah. it's well i'm I'm glad because that kind of makes me think like this there's still magic going on because i mean especially oh, with yeah. with covid like happening granted oh. it, it looks like it's ending it looks like it's something we can put in the rearview mirror yeah but it's that's what i think i've always kind of like was fascinated about the whole like idea of being the sand is just like keeping that hey there's still magic in the world left over there's yeah. still belief in like if you believe in doing good and you do this things like these 
you know, good things will happen to you kind of thing though. So it, it really is mm-hmm. inspiring to hear that that's still the case. I mean, ah, yeah. oh, man, yeah, it's, fun. it's fun. No, and, and that's the other thing. It's, it's fun. That's just the other thing. It's just, it's fun too. That helps. So you were, one of your questions earlier, you were headed down the path of the, the media and the electronic world. And let me, let me go with the electronics first. Okay. That was actually going to be what I was going to ask next about the whole, like harder for kids to believe in Santa, that kind of stuff. It's, it's, um, it is harder. Uh, there's a thing that I do and I offer it and I have done so a couple of times with the kids who are to the point where they aren't there anymore, where they, they are on the, they are on the question and they, are either sure that you know Santa's not real, or uh, they're questioning, and the parents don't quite know how to. They don't want to let it go yet. They don't yeah. want to have their child grow that piece yet. So what I tell the parents is, you can call me, or you can have them call me, or we can do a video chat, or we they can meet me somewhere sometime, um, or you can tell them this story when they want to know. When they ask, is Santa real? So the, the the key is, are they really ready to know? And so if you ask them, all right, do you really, 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 really want to know the truth about Santa Claus? Because once I tell you, I, I, you, you can't unknow it. Yeah. Right? And when they say yes, you tell them, well, Santa's real. <laughs> and usually, usually there's, there's a little bit of a look of shock, right? Um, because they've reached the point where they don't believe it. Yeah. And and then you get to explain and you say, look, when you're little, when they're when your children are very little, it's easy for them to believe in Santa as this old man with a beard in a suit who drives a sleigh drawn by magical reindeer, mm-hmm. works with elves and lives at the North Pole. And delivers presents right? and delivers around the presents world all the in time. One night. Right. Now you're old enough at this point, you've kind of figured out that that's not, you know, physically possible. But Santa's real because Santa is in your heart. Santa is a representative or an incarnation of the spirit of giving. And if you have that in you, then you get to be Santa Claus too. And they start thinking about it. And you tell them, okay, so with mom and dad, with your parents, you pick somebody out that you know, that's a friend, teacher, or somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Who is maybe in need of something or or just needs a little lift and you buy them a present or make them a present and you wrap it up and you label it as though it's from Santa Claus and you get it to them so they don't know it's from you and watch what the reaction is, right? And the vast majority of the time, if they do that, the joy they get from doing that will send them on that path for the rest of their lives. I love it. It's yeah. that's perfect because it, it, it kind of deals with the problem without yeah. dealing with the problem. It's like, okay, right. fine. Hey, here you go. Okay, sure. Right. But it's like, yeah. Can, can we please just continue being nice and being kind and being good and you're paying it forward. And that's exactly ah, man. Exactly. It's definitely you know, inspiring so for sure. With with the electronic world, with the internet, you know, they'll they'll get online and they'll do research, you know, uh, who is Santa Claus, and they can find all the historical data 
they can find images of Santa Clauses and, and, and performers all over the world in all different kinds of costumes and outfits in all different languages. And, and, you know, fairly quickly, someone who is at the point of being ready to not believe can, can enforce the idea in their head that Santa Claus isn't real. Right. And if we can break that and let people believe that Santa isn't just the imagery, isn't just the stories mm. that Santa is in the heart that's better. And I mean, I, I think with all the kind of wonder and joy you've spread, like, I think like it just, it, how can you really argue against that when it's like, right. you've seen it firsthand, you're enjoying it. You get to enjoy pure unfiltered Christmas spirit and yes. it's energizing you with, I can yes. only imagine like, well, how that is the reason that my social media, the two social media feeds I use at well three now, I guess are as Santa. I do not, uh, I keep them scrupulously clean because I know that I have children following me. Right. I've had them ask me in following years when I see them again, hey, how was Hawaii or how was Ireland or, you know, wherever I went on vacation and I posted pictures from. Right. Right. On, on Insta and Facebook. And so I keep those scrupulously clean and child safe. And that that's part of me helping them, the little ones, continue to believe. And even some of the ones that know at this point still follow me. And and I like that. It's cool. I was going to actually, that kind of segues into what I was going to ask you. So this is kind of what the part where I, if someone did want to contact you, you mentioned you had instant Facebook. Uh, mm -hmm. How could, I have people in Oregon, I have people in California who listen though, but if someone did want to get a hold of you or want to request some Santa services, how can they contact you? Well, they can get me through my website or through uh, the, the Facebook page or the social media, the Instagram. I'm putting some stuff in the, uh, did I give you a card? You did, you did okay. give me a card. So if you have that, those, the social media tags, uh, it's the same tag on both Insta and Facebook. Um, that phone number will, it triggers a special ring on my phone. So I know it's somebody calling for Santa. Or about house clock. Are you trying to say you have a Santa bat signal? Essentially, you have a special <laughs> call that lets you know, okay, it's time no, to put I have on the a hat. I have a Google Voice number that forwards to my cell phone. I love that. And anything coming from there rings with the carol of bells. So mm -hmm. I answer the phone as Santa. <laughs> oh man, you and and I'm only excited to just see how your business is going to grow. How you're going to be able to make more memories, though. And yeah. I mean, like, I think it. I, I kind of just get the feeling from you that I feel like as long as you're moving and you're able to do this though, you're going to be playing Santa as long as you can. Oh yeah. I, I my, my hope is I'm, I'm just typing something in here for you as well. That no, you're fine. Is not on the card because the website's on the card, but I haven't got a lot of publicity out yet about uh, this one. There's a link I just sent you that will go direct to, a new thing, a channel on YouTube. Oh, okay. Which has video clips and and uh, I intend to. I you know I'm I'm not gonna. I, don't, I have no idea how often I will post there, but I'll do stuff. You know, I will I will make a few videos for there. Some things will be just clips that people send me. They're okay with me posting. Hey, enjoy um, enjoy the subscription. You know, and then this man, let, let's let's give him some subscriptions. He's got about. 
seven i made him eight so you know let's let's, let's blow it up a little bit but if you're interested in looking it up it's youtube.com and slash or the you know slash and it's an at sign and then just house clause house spelled like house with windows and a roof and then clause spelled the classical sense c-l-a-u-s and then is that also your instagram is house clause santa yes at house clause santa will get me on instagram and facebook okay and what was your website too? Just so again, if anyone was listening wants to check you out, they can look you up. Uh, houseclaws. Houseclaws.com. Same, same spelling. Dot com. Dot org. Dot net. He's got it all, people. Houseclaws.com. All right. Yep, I got it right here. And he's got his banner too, though, which is super sick. If you and uh, see it, like the whole. I guess they have the reindeer and the candy canes. It's your coat of arms. Love it. Looks great. So yeah, guys, if you are interested, uh, definitely look up my man, Russell. He is, again, if you haven't fallen in love with him, well, this episode, though, I I guarantee you will when you get to actually watch those videos. You get to see the joy. It gets to uh, impact on people's lives, though. You know, we... uh, They might might learn how to make M&M cookies, too. Uh, okay you got me locked in though i'm in there's, there's a video there <laughs> santa's favorite m&m cookies Ooh. so so that is okay i think that's a really good little maybe a little question we could potentially end on though your okay. what's the go-to santa meal as far as like you, you drop down you're dropping presents off what are you eating well what i tell the, what i tell the kids is that you know they'll ask me what's your favorite cookie and i tell them the round ones <laughs> great answer great answer um i uh you know milk uh eggnog hot chocolate uh cookies carrots or celery uh, the reindeer will I, I i also tell them that the reindeer will if i'm not quick enough because you know nobody can eat that many cookies in one night that's a lot so i try to pack them back into the sleigh so, to take them home and and uh, share them with the elves and uh if i'm not quick enough getting back in the sleigh that uh Dasher and and uh, and uh, Comet are pretty fast. They'll they'll nip them out of my pockets, and they'll eat the cookies too. So, um, yeah. So you gotta you gotta really kind of work on it though, because uh, is it just them two that are the quick eaters though? Or do you got the whole they're, sleigh they're, that's just chomping on? They're them? the fastest, and so they're kind of the the rest of them have charged the team. The rest of the team has charged them with, hey, if you get a cookie, you know we got to share them all out. <laughs> There's eight of us here, man. We're, yeah. we're pulling this thing. We gotta, you know. Yeah. I'll make this thing a group effort here if you want to make Santa eat some of those carrots or Mrs. Claus will get upset with us. <laughs> well, you hear it here, folks. The man likes uh, hot cocoa, cookies, uh, milk, uh, eggnog, carrots, celery. He likes the whole thing, though. So if you're and, leaving and something for those, out. For those for in Australia, yes, Santa will drink a beer. <laughs> right, okay, there you go. What's uh, what's Santa's beer of choice? Is he a Foster's man? Uh, I have no idea. No idea, but just he'll he'll drink it. You know, just just like make it be nice, make that's, it be cold. That's the that's their tradition. There, they'll leave a beer out. A little beer for Santa, of course. Yeah. Why not? A little down under there for you. I do totally see that. It's almost time to go, and I'm like, I don't want to go yet, but yeah, I, I do. <laughs> zip out. Uh, this I'll I'll edit this out. It's just like again, really easy to edit out though. Sure. I'm thinking. Because we pretty much said everything to say currently. I'm thinking more of, okay, so I do this thing where I awkwardly don't know how to end an episode. Just kind of uh-huh. go with it and we'll okay. feel it out from there. And um, yeah, okay, we'll just let's go. Okay. Eggnog, Santa's 
Black Pete's, Krampuses, all the faces you what you will you want to call Santa that we we talked about today. And uh, man, Russell Faith thing, I it, it's unfortunately this episode is going to be released way after Christmas though. But I mean, I if this doesn't give people just that little bit of Christmas spirit, man, I don't know what they will. They must be a Grinch or something. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, uh, you know the fact that it's after Christmas, uh, okay. I mean because it's it's me as a performer which is entirely different than interviewing santa claus <laughs> true which we may or may not have in another episode we don't know yet i mean i'm still waiting for santa to get back to me but stay tuned <laughs> listeners maybe we might have a you know a little santa episode but go. i i again i'll say once and for all like i truly thank for just kind of letting me get into the world of santa and it's in one side it's kind of funny to think like there's just a bunch of santas walking around like you know there's like <laughs> this this whole underground santa world but it also makes me hopeful that like some magic hasn't just died yet we still have some wonder yeah. we still have a little bit of a just happiness and goodness still in the world so thank you for yeah. that like for uh, let me experience that with you you are most welcome and uh anytime now at the just to keep the tradition, I really don't know how to end these things. And I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, what's your, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, we asked the hard I, questions on here. I know it's just, this is, this is oh, the hard man. ones. I, I mean, I have, I have a collection of something north of 2000 of them and I don't know. And, and that's not even close to all that are available. How about I'll give you a top three, top three ones like you just love singing. It doesn't have to be super like all time favorite, at least ones you're, you can think in the head well, like, okay, I love this one. This is a good one. Okay. Jimmy Buffett's version of 12 Days of Christmas. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good one. Does he Jimmy Buffett like it oh, up too? So it's like yeah. 12 margaritas. Well, it's, I, I forget what the five cheeseburgers, right? There you um, go. And I think the, uh, the the bird is a parrot instead of a peacock uh, partridge. Right on, right on. What else? Uh, I really enjoy. I don't know that I could pick one of theirs. I do really enjoy the music from TSO, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yeah, they bring it um, so hard. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, and I think, I think after that it might be it might be um. There's uh oh shoot I'd look it up let me you know what let me go look it up right, right on that's that's what we're on here my for list here um let's see the music go look in my library oh in, in recent years uh mm -hmm. there's a version of Mr Grinch done by uh, uh, a small three piece band from somewhere back east okay I want to say Pennsylvania but I'm I'm not 100 percent certain of that. The band's name is Small Town Titans. And, Small uh, Town Titans. Yeah, I want to listen. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, they do some covers of a bunch of different songs, and when I first heard that one, it's it's easily my favorite version of that song. Okay, well, yeah. now I got a, I got a song to listen to right after this, and uh, looks fun. I like yeah. the little like the little. Uh, animation thing they got there like Grinch was looking yep. pretty evil yep. pretty mean there okay yep small town Titans um, eh let's check this yeah. thing out then I just I don't know I have so much Christmas music 
I've got, you know, John Denver, John Denver and the Muppets, Burl Ives, Jimmy Durante, Fred Astaire, Joanna Gardner, uh, Mickey Rooney, Burl Ives again, uh, the uh, Fresh Air people, Vienna Boys Choir, um, the Beach Boys, Bill Haley and the Comets, of course, Jingle Bell Rock. Right. Um, exactly. Well, you know, do you, do you like... Uh... Do you like uh, Feliz Navidad? That one's good. It's a little repetitive. Look a little bit. Um, you know what? Yeah. But it's it's uh, but it's it, simple. People exactly. People know. You know yeah. what? I'm let's 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 have a little little singing. Let's let's. I want to wish you a Merry <laughs> Christmas. You, would you care for me? We'll just do a little stanza, and then I think that could end the show. Maybe. Sure. Okay. Sure. Just like um, Feliz yeah. Navidad. Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Uh, Prospero, Agno y Felicidad. And then, in case you forgot you the lyrics, Feliz Navidad. Yeah. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. I want to wish. All okay. Right. All right. Is that we done? We done? Okay. That's well, it, I hey, think. I do I wish, wish you. Oh, yeah. You're going to wish me a Merry Christmas? I, I wish everybody who listens uh, the happiest of years and that you carry that Christmas spirit with you all year long. And he means this from the bottom of his heart. Everybody. I've been Tristan. This has been my wonderful compatriot, Russell. And you've been listening to another ordinary person with an extraordinary story. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. And that right there, dunk. Oof. Okay. Yes, there it is. I'm going to stop recording. Thank you yet again for listening to another episode of Ordinary People, Extraordinary Stories. If you happen to know someone or believe you yourself have an extraordinary story to tell, shoot me an email at opespodcast at gmail.com. That's opes, just like the podcast, O-P-E-S, podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. Thank you so much again, and stay safe out there.